podcast. We've got a midweek game week for the first time this season, and we are absolutely loving it. Just before we start the podcast, I've got a quick who am I for you, a quick uh, quick quiz. Two clues will be given now, and two will be given midway through the podcast. To start, my career was book-ended at Real Oviedo in Spain, and I was part of the team that won the 12-13 Capital One Cup. Who am I? Those are the first two clues. The next two will come midway through the podcast. But welcome back, as I've previously said. On the agenda today, we've got problems at Arsenal as the red side of North London flounder. The best of the rest capitalise on big six slip-ups as Villa ruled the roost in, in the Midlands after a last gasp winner. To digest it all, my right-hand man, as always, it's Elliot Craig. How are you, mate? I'm doing really well, thank you, mate. Newcastle win, obviously. We didn't do it pretty. We won ugly, but, you know, three points is three points. And I've had a pretty decent week this week in fantasy as well, so I can't wait to get into it, mate. Yeah, in terms of the Rovers, we got beat as well. I was, you know, a bit really unlucky. We did, we did all right against the Norwich, who are flying in the championship, but Timu Puki's a bit of championship cheat code, so you can't really complain there. Back to the Premier League, though, where Norwich may well be next season. We've got the fixtures for game week. 13. Before that, though, we're just going to run over the results for game week 12. It started on Friday night local time as Leeds fell to West Ham. Agilong Bonner and Thomas Suchek got the goals for Hammers, cancelling out an early goal from Matthias Click after his initial penalty was saved. Fabianski was ruled to be off his line, and so he retook it and stuck it away. It was a bit of a Midlands derby, and Anwar El Ghazi settled it late. Late, late drama. He stuck it home from 12 yards with a winner. John McGinn, with the assist as he was fouled in the box. 1-0 to Aston Villa, and they took the Midlands bragging rights. Onto your team, Elliot Newcastle. They had a bit of a break, obviously, with COVID-enforced issues, but uh, you couldn't tell. Obviously, you were fuming. I obviously didn't watch the game. You were fuming with some of the tactics, but they got the three points in the end. Uh, Dwight Gale and Miguel Almiron got the early goal. Miguel Almiron, the earliest goal this season so far, and Darnell Furlong got the goal for the baggies. But uh, Joel Linton flying is the reincarnation of R9. I called that a little bit sarcastically the other day. But there you go. Three points for the tune. A board draw in the biggest game of the weekend. Manchester United and Manchester City. Roy Keane was fuming as players left hugging. And that was the biggest story of the, of the day, really, wasn't it, at Old Trafford? Nil-nil. Not much to report. Big win for Everton at Goodison Park, though. Gilfie Sigurdsson got himself a goal. And a lot of owners were rewarded with a Dominic Calvert-Lewin assist as Everton beat Chelsea at home. Southampton smashed Sheffield United to start Sunday. Nathan Redmond, Stuart Armstrong and Shea Adams got the goals as the Saints powered over the Blades. Crystal Palace, 1-1 draw against Spurs. Our guru Matt will be fuming that they've dropped points. But, um, I mean, he'll, there was a bit eased with uh, Liverpool's result. Uh, Schlup with the equaliser after Kane pulled Spurs in front. Fulham and Liverpool also had a 1-1 draw. Bobby Decordova-Reed cancelled out Mohamed Salah's early strike. Arsenal lost at home to Burnley. They are the banter club. I was absolutely fuming with this result, though. An own goal from Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who's refound his scoring form, but this time at the wrong end, propelled the Clarets to three points away at, Emirate, at the Emirates. First time they've, they've beaten Arsenal in a while, especially in the league, but um, they're obviously buzzing with that. And Leicester Brighton, absolutely starring performance from James Madison. He bagged a brace. Jamie Vardy got the other as the Foxes won 3-0 at home. Just a quickly run over game week 13 fixtures. We've got a few absolute belters in there. A few absolute... Absolute crackers that should feed your footballing or your footballing frenzy, really. Wolves and Chelsea start the game week. Deadline, I must mention, is 3.30 our time, 3.30 a.m. So we're, we've got to be quick there. Wednesday morning, very, very soon. Wolves start the game week at home at Molyneux against Chelsea, where Manchester City hosts West Brom just two hours later. On to the Wednesday night, we've got Arsenal-Southampton, where they cannot welcome fans now due to the new tier restrictions. Leeds host your club, Newcastle. Leicester host Everton, 
Fulham will play against Brighton, Liverpool and Spurs could be an early title challenging game, could be a you know a title six pointer really in truth. That'll be a massive one and a bit of a London derby between West Ham and Crystal Palace. And on Thursday night, we've got two Claret and Blue sides colliding as Aston Villa hosts Burnley and Sheffield United will host Manchester United in Yorkshire. So that rounds off the results and fixtures. Elliot, moving over to you now. You've got the three shocks of the week. Far away. Thank you, mate. Game week 12 has now ended and it brought with it a lot of shocking results and FPL scores. The game week had an average of 51 points and the highest score was a whopping 120 points. But these are my top three FPL shocks of the week. As you mentioned before, we firstly have James Madison, who was the highest scorer in FPL this week with 16 points. The Leicester City manager struggled with consistency this season as he was dealing with an injury. However, he managed two goals, a clean sheet and three bonus points as Leicester beat Brighton 3-0. Secondly, we have Jan Bednarek, who earned himself 12 points in game week 12. This was made up of a clean sheet, an assist and three bonus points. And then finally, as you mentioned before, again, we have Gilfie Sigurdsson, whose penalty didn't just earn the Toffees all three points. It also gave his owners 11 points this game week from a goal, clean sheet and all three of the bonus points. Thank you, Ollie. That was my top three FPL shocks of the week. So now to introduce our guests for the FPL Addicts and Esports Live sectors. To start with, we've got a man who's absolutely, uh, he's rocking an absolute cracker of a Tottenham shirt. Retro Holston sponsor, absolutely iconic. It's Matt from FPL Addicts. How are you, mate? Yeah, well, thanks, Ollie. Um, you know, not too happy with the Spurs result. I would have preferred three points, especially with 10 minutes to go. But uh you know, Liverpool dropping points makes it all the all the better. So, uh, ready for the big game this week. I mean, I might have to change your name from the guru to Michael Owen. Of course, you'd rather three points than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, actually. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Owen. <laughs> Terrible pun, Nick. Great player. Yeah, definitely a brilliant player. But um, one Shocking. man who is, uh, he's uh, rocking the shirt from, Did he, he wouldn't have played in that. Would have been too late for him, wouldn't it? That Man United shirt. Would have been a few seasons too late, I reckon. Oh. But uh, Jack from That's Esports Live. Percy special. Oh, it is, Not yeah. Special, mate. Or, or I always, always think about Nemanja Vidic in this one. Or Ryan Giggs oh, yeah. as well, one of his final yeah. years. Um, but yeah, listen, Aoli, boys, hope you're all good. Uh, speaking of Michael Owen, he scored a win against uh, Man City once upon a time, and that would have been nice to uh, have done that again over the weekend. Um, obviously, a bit of a boring weekend, really, wasn't it? Yeah, not many good results in our team's favours, really, other than, other than yours. Yeah, that's Elliot. it. Well, listen, we'll take the draw for us. Everton. A <laughs> couple of draws and a defeat, but we can move on from that. As well, so a bit of a boring week footballing-wise, but FPL had a lot to offer as we look to our mini-league just now. So, Jack, to start with you, you're absolutely flying in this mini-league, mate. Poor start to the season, but you're rebounding a bit. Yeah, listen, it's um, a marathon, not a sprint, as we keep saying. We keep reiterating it. I think we're going to get a tattoo with that scene. Um, yeah, listen, good, another good week, above the average once again. You're all getting pretty consistent now with that. Even though it was a quite a boring weekend, as we mentioned, some, um, pretty, you know, we scored pretty well. The likes of Justin stepping up. I could have got a few more if uh, Martinez uh, was on the pitch, but um, you know, I keep falling out of favour with that guy. Uh, Captain Salah, so he, he hit. Uh, Son and Kane obviously delivered my big transfer of the week when I took DCL out and brought Wilson in. Didn't hit, unfortunately. I just blame Elliot for that. But um, yeah, listen, I, I reckon uh, I could get another good few uh, good few weeks out of this team before any changes come in. 
Uh, but yeah, really happy and yeah, progressing. Now I'm in the top 50. Mate, you're on your way up, definitely. I mean, I only just realised the Martinez mistake. It's a, you know, it's a bit frustrating, but obviously you back the fixture in. And McCarthy did get a clean sheet, to be fair, but yeah. slightly frustrating nonetheless. Justin, obviously brilliant for you. Salah nailed the captain choice. That's another one. So decent week all around. And you're, uh, you're definitely on the way up. Just moving Sue on check. now. Oh, Sue Sue well, yeah, Suchek, third week in a row delivering, I think it is now. Uh, another one for the Guru. Should get a, The Guru should get an assist for that, really. He should give him an extra, <laughs> extra points. But, uh, three no, three he, bonus points. Yeah, he needs all the points he can get because I'm creeping up behind him now. So, uh, yeah, coming for you. Well, speaking of, Matt, we'll move on to you next while we're here. In terms of the way you're going, um, you're, you know, you're, you're rebounding a bit. Obviously, you were, you know, outside the top 50 for a little while. But, um, you know, I think you've got that under control. You're currently 40th and 65 points this week. So, Jack's outscored you again. Yeah, he did. Um, that Suchek favour has really uh, come about to bite me. But, um, yeah, look, I, I, do think, I do think Jack will get above me over the coming weeks, just looking at his team and, you know, that's fine. It's just... Uh, Come the end of the season, I don't want that to be the case. But um, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint, is what you're saying. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think looking at his team, he, he might creep up above me maybe for this this game week. But um, yeah, pretty happy with uh, with this one. Uh, che Adams was was one of my standouts. I was really happy with his uh, with his goal and his bonus. Uh, Harry Kane, as as per usual. Um, Salah with that that late penalty as well, and then obviously James Justin and, uh, and McCarthy in defence were uh, were pretty good. So um. Yeah, overall, I can't complain. Got above the average and hit on a captain as well and a bit of a recovery from, uh, you know, that really bad November. So hopefully it continues. As we'd all hope it to do. Obviously, you've met absolutely nailed James Justin again, another 11-point haul that's helping out some FPL managers. Obviously, you've had a bit of trouble this season with your captain picks and you finally nailed one. Tell us your thought process behind Mohamed Salah. Yeah, I think it was just a fixture, Fulham away and... To be honest, I think a lot of us were all going into that game expecting two or three goals from Salah. Um, so we, you know, we did get quite lucky that he come out with that dubious penalty call as well. Um, so yeah, I think Salah was the uh, was the obvious choice. Um, you know, it was a mix. It was a mix between him and Kane, and I thought, yeah, I've got to go with Salah. I think you boys helped convince me last week on the on the pod when you decided to bring him in as your transfer. So um, yeah, pretty pretty happy with that. Um, but yeah, talking about transfers, I bring in Grealish, who uh, didn't hit this week, but he was more for this this up and coming run of sort of two or three games. So we'll see if that pays off. As you're sure hoping it would. Now, Elliot, you know you're currently above all of us in the mini league. You're only behind Tom, thirty point three k overall rank. You're absolutely flying. Once again, a score in the sixties. Yeah, I'm really, really happy with it this week. I wasn't expecting a good week. It, it got off to a, a really bad start for me because um, I realised I left Grealish as my last sub on my bench and I kept Oriol Romeu on my pitch. But um, as you're scrolling down, you'll see he actually managed to get five more points than Grealish. So he did really, really well. So I'm really, really happy with that. McCarthy, Walker-Peters, both with a clean sheet. Harry Kane was the captain. I don't often like captaining forwards because they don't get the bonuses and the the extra points for goals that midfielders do, but I've nailed it with that. And then my transfers this week were Bamford, Wilson and Salah. And um, it would have got me about the same amount of points as if I'd kept Zaha, Vardy and Calvert-Lewin. So I'm happy with that. And then, you know, we can move on to next week and see how that goes, mate. But yeah, I'm really happy with this week. 
obviously you forgot to put Grealish in, which is a bit of a mare. Just quickly, I know we had a bit of an issue with your name change. I don't know if you see it there. There was a report offensive name button just there. I'm not going <laughs> to click it because I don't want to ruin your FPL season, but maybe that's something that might need attending to. But on the pitch, 60 points net after obviously the four point hit, the three transfers, the mini wild card, if you will. Uh, obviously, you know, you know, it seems like sometimes you never make transfers and, and you're taking hits. Are you happy that you took that or would you rather, if you had your time again, go back and maybe not take that four-point hit? Yeah, I think I am. I think maybe not this week because the transfers, I would, if I didn't make the transfers, it would have outscored me by about three or four points. But I'm still happy with it because I think in the coming weeks, you know, the next three or four game weeks, they will make up those points that, you know, Vardy, as you said before, Leicester don't have the easiest fixtures. He'll probably still manage to score. But I trust Bamford and Wilson to... um score the goals over him to be honest at the minute and definitely Salah over Zaha because you know Salah's fixture proof and Crystal Palace don't have the best fixtures coming up but no I don't regret them at all mate I'm really happy with the transfers so yeah now on to me finally I've had a really poor couple of weeks by my standards again <laughs> I, I, I hit the average so the lowest score obviously of I'll say 55 obviously the minus of four is 51 um, you know I was saved again by Southampton and, and Harry Kane obviously Captain Kane that worked so my captain picks give me a little bit to uh, to shout about, but I was a man down, which really annoyed me. I obviously had 10 players play, which is something I'm going to fix up this week. I thought, obviously, Leighton might get a run. He played a full 90 in the Champions League in the week against Mitchell Ann, so I thought he was going to get a run, but Nathaniel Phillips didn't either. So, again, probably poor management that I've put myself into a corner, but I've got myself out of it thanks to previous weeks. Uh, Fernandes and De Bruyne were disappointing. Grealish disappointing. Um, but, yeah, again, once again, Saved by the usual suspects for this season have been Southampton defence, Kane and Calvert-Lewin. And obviously Salah got himself a goal as well. So very average week. Not very happy with it. Fallen outside the, uh, you know, I'm outside the top 200k now overall rank, which, you know, is a bit infuriating. But hopefully a good week this week and I'm, I'm back, among, uh, back amongst it. And on, tell us how you feel being in the uh, bottom of the four between us, eh? Well, look, it doesn't feel great. But I think this week, these last couple of weeks, I sort of expected... Not to do too well. Obviously, being a man light is a bit frustrating, but I fixed that problem for this week. So hopefully going forward now, I've got a little bit more insurance and hopefully I can just propel myself, hopefully back into that top 100k if possible. Now on to the best in the mini league. You can see the top seven on the screen. So it's still Tom Stones who's leading the league at the minute. Desmond Tutu himself, 819 points and inside the top 4k in the world. That is absolutely unbelievable. And uh, we'll hear a bit more from him later on in the podcast. He's our guest for this week. It was meant to be last week, but we're going to fit him in this week. And you're going to hear into the mind of an FPL genius this season. So he's absolutely flying. Elliot, you're just behind him. I say just behind him, uh, 34 points behind him, which is still a fair way, but still not a bad effort. But Joe Cadella in third on 782. Amara Sana, 768. Vernish, you know, a bit of a chip trouble, those two. Amara Sana and, and Josh, they played a lot of chips really early on. I think Amara Sana's used all of his. And I think Josh has just got his bench boost left to play. So, you know, maybe they might be a bit hamstrung later on in the season, but they're building up the early points. We've got Tanaman in sixth. He was the manager of the week not too long ago and another good week there. We've got Red Devils in seventh. We've got Max, who was the guest a couple of weeks ago in eighth. We've got DS Team in ninth. And to round out the top 10, I'm just chilling there. 55 points. So losing a bit of ground, but hopefully it can catch up. One person who is gaining a lot of ground, though, is our manager of the week. We've got 89 points, uh, 93 minus a four-point hit. It was Cad or Putu Danny, who captain Kane. Decent score this week with 89. 
155 for the month. So he might be one to watch, might be one to, uh, you know, have a look at on the way up in FPL. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, the guru might have a bit to say about that. But I mean, obviously he's miles back. He's in 13th is, uh, is Putu Danny. And the guru is probably what, in like 70, 75th or something like that. But um, but definitely great week for for, uh, for CAD. We have a look at his team just quickly. Top 4K in the game week, Martinez and Justin and Bednarek. What a brilliant defence. Three um, double-digit holes in that defence. James Madison as well, 16 points. And nailed the captain choice as well. And I see he's a Burnley fan. All right, less said about him, the better. Let's move on. Um, but in terms of in terms of FPL, brilliant work from, from CAD. And, you know, maybe he'll continue it. Who knows? Good shout with the Madison one, eh? I've got brilliant him in my shout. draft, but brilliant, he's just brilliant been in and out this season, hasn't he? But maybe if he can um, start getting 90 minutes every week because he's been playing Europa and whatnot. So if he starts playing, he's definitely a good shout, isn't he? So obviously, he will now receive $10 credit for any esports live tournament on PS4 or Xbox where you can play for cash and prizes. Obviously, we've got NBA, Rocket League, FIFA, and also a bit of Pez. So if you fancy yourself at any of those four games, get yourself involved. So now moving on to the second part of Peely's Puzzler. So we've got another two clues for you, and then we'll leave you to figure out just who this person is. So the first of the next two clues, I spent two seasons at a South Welsh club. Second clue, I'm often labelled a streets won't forget player after scoring 18 league goals in my first Premier League season. So try and figure out who that is. Let's see if you can. So now we've got the guru himself. Matt from FBL Addicts, who's been running some polls on Instagram, and some of them are quite intriguing, some of the results. He's also got his form players, his differentials, and his one to watch, and also his Scout 11. So take it away, Matt. The floor's yours. Yeah, thanks, Ollie. As, as mentioned, uh, we did some polls on the uh, Instagram page, FPL underscore Addicts. Um, game week 13 polls, starting off with Salah or Son. Obviously, they come up against each other this week uh, in a massive game between Liverpool and Tottenham. Uh, Salah has taken this one 56% uh, over 44% for Son. So, um, look, I'm going to be biased and say I uh, I prefer Son over the two. But um, overall, the, uh, the fans have said Salah. Uh, the uh, second one, Harry Kane or Vardy. 60% Kane has won that one over Vardy in terms of who is the most important player to have out of the two in game week 13. I'd probably say I'd sway more towards Vardy with the uh, the home game against Everton. Uh, but Kane, uh, Kane wins that one. Then we've got the two City players against each other, Kevin De Bruyne and Sterling, both midfielders in Fantasy League. And De Bruyne's won that one Um easily 85% against 15% for Sterling. I'd probably have to agree with that one for this week. And the last one we did, Jack Grealish or Wilfred Zaha. Grealish coming up against Burnley. Zaha away at West Ham. Grealish with 66% and Zaha with 34% of the votes. Again, I'd probably agree with Grealish with a nice game at home to Burnley. Uh, But Zaha was very good against us on the weekend and he was getting a lot of shots off. You get about four or five, uh, four or five shots. So it's definitely worth uh, keeping a uh, close eye on Zaha. Um, but they were the uh, they were the game week thirteen polls. So we have Salah over Son, Kane over Vardy, De Bruyne over Sterling, and Grealish over Zaha. I will say I agree with most of those. I think I voted Zaha on the last one though, and Grealish obviously won that one. 
Um, I obviously voted on those before. If you didn't, they'll be popping up sporadically over on the FBL Addict social pages. So go and follow those if you haven't done already. And uh, you may be able to have a say on which way those votes sway. So onto your form players, Matt. And you've got a few interesting players that we, you think we should have a look at. Yeah, look, form players. Um, you know, one we've just mentioned, James Madison, 16 points. Uh, I've got a couple of draft teams. He was in one of my draft teams, which I was pretty happy with. I've had him all season. And it's only really been this game and that Man City game uh, where he's returned some big scores. So definitely one of my form players this week. Uh, Jamie Vardy as well from Leicester. That's now three returns in a row. Can he get a fourth this week against Everton? Uh, Suchek, that's two returns in two weeks. Obviously, Jack's very happy with that one. And then I've gone Salah, three returns in a row. He didn't quite get the points we all thought he was going to get this weekend. But you know it's hard to look past uh, three returns in a row. Um, which is really, really good. Um, my last one, John Stones, he come out with eight points this week. And that's three returns in a row for him as well. So uh, they're my uh, form players for the week. Obviously, you know, the first rule in FPL, or one of the first rules you learn is never pick a CDM or a centre-defensive midfielder. Do you think Thomas Suchek is slightly an outlier in that statement? Because, you know, he's obviously defensive-minded in, in a way, but he's obviously been getting on the score sheet recently. So do you think he's, you know, an outlier to that rule? A hundred percent. He's he's just a massive set piece threat, um, and he just seems to be getting on the end of things. So um, I do remember uh, at the end of last season, he, he was looking pretty good in fantasy league, and we we're kind of all waiting for the same type of return this year. Um, and it's only sort of been those last few weeks that he's he sort of come out of his shell and started to score goals again from set pieces. So yeah, definitely agree. And I think he's gone up to five million, which is still an absolute bargain. So really, really good uh, bench rotation option. Top top player. He's not bad, is he, Suchak? Yeah. He uh, gets the job done, doesn't he? Very tight. He's getting the job done for Jill's killers anyway. You're very happy with that one, obviously. Now, on to your differentials, Matt. So these are our players that we've defined under 10% ownership. And there are definitely some uh, some interesting ones to bring in, including uh, a few huggers as well, if you want, or one specifically that angered Roy Keane, but definitely hasn't angered you. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with uh, the City boys, uh, John Stones, 1.2% ownership, and he's only 4.8 million. So um, look, he started these last three games and, and he's got points in each one. Um, you know, with City's good fixtures coming up, if you, uh, you know, you're after a defender, you know, it's not a bad one to have. Look, there is a rotation there, but, um, you know, that's an absolute bargain, really, I think, if you want to get into the City defence. Um you know, next one, Fernand Torres. Again, he's a really big rotation threat, but there is a big chance of him starting tonight. He's not had too many minutes. Um, and they do. There's a few rumours uh, from the City fans that he might get a, a start at home to West Brom. So, you know, 1.9% ownership, 6.9 mil. That's a huge differential. Um, next one, I'm going to go uh, with United. I'm really liking their fixture against Sheffield United this week. Juan Bissaka, he, he come away with a clean sheet. And um, this one's purely based on you know, low scoring Sheffield United. Uh, we talk about that a lot. Um, Wan Bissaka last season, uh, he started to pick up a lot of points going forward and bonus points and that type of thing. So um, I think again, if you've got um, you know a defender space and you want to get into that United defence, uh, they've got I think in their next five games as well they've got three home matches. So 8.6% ownership, really liking that one. Uh, another one um, I, I really like this player, Ollie Watkins. Um, he's a bit sporadic with his goal returns, um, but 8.1%, uh, 6.1 million. 
He's got three really good fixtures. He's got a nice home game this week. And then a last one, one of Ollie's uh, favourites from draft, Deckard over Reed. Home to Brighton, his ownership is just so low at 0.6%. Uh, and 5.3 million. I think if you really want a uh, cheap third budget uh, striker that you can rotate, rotate in and off the bench, then can't go wrong with, uh, with Deckard over Reed. And home to Brighton's quite a nice game. Um, you know, Brighton do seem to ship quite a lot of goals this season. So um, that's my differentials and ones to watch for game week 13. In terms of the uh, the teams to watch, you've, you've touched on all three in your watch list. So just briefly run over this one. Obviously, you've got three teams there, all featured in your uh, differentials and ones to watch. So just uh, run through those very quickly for us. Yeah, look, uh, Man City at home to West Brom. I think that speaks for itself. Uh, Aston Villa, home to Burnley. Um, like Elliot mentioned, I wasn't entirely impressed with Villa uh, on the weekend, but they still look a bit solid here and there. You know, they've got another clean sheet um, and there's potential there at home to Burnley, who aren't having the best of seasons in terms of their position in the league. I know they just just come off a win against Arsenal, but um, I think Villa at home is a green fixture. Uh, sorry, Burnley at home is a green fixture for Villa. So, um Definitely got to say Villa. And then I'm going to go with United. Um, the, the, the Derby game was drab, but uh, they are very good away from home. They score a lot of goals. And Sheffield United, just they they just look uh, spent at the moment. Um, they, they did look like a championship team on the weekend. And I, I think United can just come out absolutely firing this weekend, uh, this week. And so United Sh- have a bit of, bit of a rest as well, because that's a, what, is it a Thursday night fixture, Jack? Thursday night, mate. And I think um, on the note of Sheffield United, mate, they're the most consistent team in the league at the moment, aren't they? Sheffield United. <laughs> Consistently losing. losing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. One point. And I think last season, you know, Lord Lundstrom and, uh, you know, Bulldog and all those defenders, are, you know, they're just, you don't want to go near them this season. Um, but I guess that's, a, that's another discussion. I do think uh, Henderson is, is a big, big loss for Sheffield United, though. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree. And he's 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 looked good when he's come in. Obviously, for his short short period, he's been in. Uh, he did well, obviously, when he came on at half time the other week. Um, but yeah, he's a bit, he's a massive loss for Sheffield United for sure. So Dean Henderson derby potentially. I think I think Sheffield United will be going down. They they do look like a championship team. Obviously, watching a lot of championship football, I think they'd be right at home. Obviously, in that league, I think there's some there's some current championship teams are doing a lot better than they are at the minute, but it would be interesting to see, you know, if they can turn it around. I think they will go down. There's not much hope for them, I don't think, but they're going to have to galvanise themselves one way or another. Can they do it? Who knows? We'll have to see. In terms of your captain picture, you've narrowed it down. Obviously, you had a lot last week. You've got uh, you've got five, therefore, as I believe. Yep, five plus a curveball. So, uh, who do you reckon are the best captain for, uh, captain picks for, uh, for double points this week? Yeah, look, I've gone for the uh, couple of obvious ones this week. Kevin De Bruyne, uh, home to West Brom, we can't really say no to that one. Um, there, there's a bit of talk of some fear of rotation, but I think City really need the three points. So I'd be very, very surprised if he doesn't start that game. Um, and I think we'll be getting at least 70 minutes out of him um, at a minimum. And, and you'd expect at least a goal um, or a couple of assists. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, absolutely phenomenal away record this season. Uh, away to Sheffield United, who we've just spoke about. Uh, Danny Ings. He just looks so sharp. I, I don't know if you boys watched the game on the weekend, but I think he had about four or five chances. Didn't didn't quite um, you know finish them, but he. I think this week, uh, if he gets those against Arsenal, he's going to bury one or two. And really liking that one. Arsenal have absolutely zero confidence at the moment. Um, Jack Grealish at home to Burnley. 
Grealish's form this season is brilliant. He's had some massive scores at home as well. Uh, my last one, I'm going to go for Bamford, uh, home to Newcastle. Um, he'll, obviously, Elliot knows they uh, look pretty solid uh, at times against uh, West Brom, especially in that first half. Not so much the second. Leeds are quite free scoring, I find, and, and Bamford's just been on fire. So um, he rounds up the uh, the standard captain picks. Um, and then if we're looking at our curveball, um, I'm going to go Fernand Torres. Um, I do think he's going to get the nod tonight. Uh, a lot of City fans are talking about him getting the start. Um, so I think he could be a good curveball captain. Uh, just for this game week, though, he's not someone I would uh, recommend having long term. Um, but if you just need someone for tonight to get into that City attack and you're happy to then transfer him back out, then uh, I don't think you can go past Fernand Torres this week. Definitely interesting curveball. Ellie, if we just want to go, go to you on the, um, the obviously the Bamford chart, obviously against Newcastle, do you reckon he could score there based on your defensive performances or do you reckon you'll uh, be able to shun him out? Um, if we sit back and just try and defend for 90 minutes, then Leeds will absolutely tear us apart, mate. So I'm not at all surprised by the Bamford shout. I think the way that Leeds play, well, um, yeah, Bruce is going to have to pull something out of the bag to manage to get a result against Leeds at this rate, I think, because I think they will. Um, I could see two or three, to be honest, two or three scored. Not not necessarily from Bamford, but I could see Leeds scoring two or three against us, if not more, to be honest. But yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, quickly add, Ollie, there's no... Um... Salah, Kane or Son for the first time in a while as well on those captain picks. That is an interesting one. It's the few really notable omissions there, as you mentioned. And Speaking Bobby. of them, yeah, they're not in your uh, captain picks. Are they in your scout 11? I do think the Spurs-Liverpool game is going to be very tight. I know how Mourinho plays now in these big games. Um, I can't see too many goals. And although they're, they're fixture-proof players, Kane, Salah, Son... And if, if the goals are scored, if there is goals, they're probably going to be the ones. I just think there's better fixtures elsewhere. So, Vardy definitely gets a look in. Um, hard to look past him. Uh, Bamford, who we've spoke about, and Ollie Watkins as well. Armband on De Bruyne. Uh, Grealish. Fernandez, Fernand Torres. Um, and I've tripled up in City. I've gone Mendy. He got the rest on the weekend. I think he's going to play tonight. Um, Wan-Bissaka. Really liking the double up on uh, this Man United defence. Um, De Gea and Wan-Bissaka. Um, I just can't see Sheffield United coming out and scoring goals, to be honest. Um, so I think you can't look past the Man United double up this week if you've got your free hit. And then uh, Cresswell, uh, just for a, genuinely for a set-piece threat. Um, brilliant delivery against Leeds the other night. Come out with an assist. He's on free kicks. So again, I say this every week, but if you've got your free hit, I, I genuinely believe this could uh, could get a lot of points this weekend. And I'm really liking the City triple up as well. And anyone tempted to play the free hit? I was going to say one week I might actually um, test out your theory, Matt. And one week when I've got my free hit, I might just try out your team. To be honest, that'll be quite. Is, it, is this not? Is this not that time? Is this not it, Elliot? Not not the week for me. No, I'll, I'll wait for a double game week. Yeah, I've I've played mine already. Game week five, I played mine, so I can't quite emulate your teams, Matt, on a week to week basis, but. Imagine on a wild card, I just copied your scout 11. Like, mate, there you go. There are all the tips. I'll just take those for the second wild card. Definitely an interesting one to think about, but I don't think I will. I'm loving the um, the City assets, though. Like, they've obviously got two good fixtures this week as well, haven't they? And you just, you're so tempting. Um, I've been playing around with the team today for transfers-wise for my team, trying to get De Bruyne in. I looked at Torres. I looked at Rashford for United. looked at Mares as well. Um, I mean... But a pepper roulette is too frustrating to deal with as well. 
No, it is. And that's the, that's the biggest problem. You know, I'd love to put Sterling in there. Um, but again, he's been hit and miss. Um, Torres is just in there purely because City fans are really wanting him in their side at the moment. Uh, De Bruyne speaks for itself. And Mendy, he just randomly appears with home games where he gets, you know, 15, 16 points out of nowhere. May I add, I did notice on the draft that he was released this week as well. Um, and I tried to sign him on draft, but he's locked. And I believe Statman Dave's got rid of Mendy just before a nice home game against West Brom. So, yeah, keep your eyes out for uh, for Mendy and um, in draft as well. Good tip. That's an absolutely beautiful segue into our draft. Obviously, I won't be able to pick him up because I'm top of the league as usual. Jack, you're my closer <laughs> challenger at this point, but you're not quite there in terms of draft. If we just quickly have a look at the table ever so slightly. That was a brilliant segue, by the way, Matt, from you there. We'll just move on to the draft table. And I'm too weak. Can I quickly ask Jack a question, actually, just about the United stuff? Um, With that Scout 11, are you confident in a clean sheet against Sheffield United? Yeah, I was going to say, if we were at home, I would have said no. Um, But because we're away and our form is much better, I'm thinking it's um, it's a good choice, mate. Like, listen, I'm a massive fan of De Gea. I didn't never liked all the uh, the bad press he was getting, and obviously his performances dropped a few clangers, obviously over the course of the last season or so. Um, but with Wambasaka looking good, um, I would like him to obviously do a lot more, and I'm sure United, a lot of United fans as well would agree with that. But I think uh, two good choices, um, and yeah, good fixture to to look at that one for him. Uh, and Sheffield United just aren't offering much, are they? But Famous last words, maybe. So now moving on to the guest section and we're in the presence of an FPL god this week. It's Tom Stones, who is top of the Esports Live and FPL Addicts Mini League, while also being just outside of the top 5,000 in the world. Welcome to the podcast, mate. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. It's an absolutely amazing start to the FPL season so far. How exactly have you done it? First of all, guys, thank you very much for uh, having me on. Ollie's been Ollie's been at me trying to get me on for a couple of weeks, but I thought now I'm now I'm pulling away with it a bit. I best off giving you a few hints and tips so I don't don't run away with it even further. Uh, yeah, it's been a pretty pretty good start to the season for me. Very consistent, very uh, scoring above the above the average every game week so far. So that's been been very encouraging. Uh, I've gone for a tactic of very cheap defenders this season, so a few budget defenders. They're more relying on my, my premium midfielders such as Son, Salah, De Bruyne, Bruno and they seem to be the ones getting me the majority of my points which put me to the top of the FPL Addicts League which is always a good start. Uh, obviously there's a bit of luck involved with it. I've got a few, um, a few budget players which have turned out very well for me this season such as Bamford and Dallas and Justin to a certain extent so long may this good start continue. Tom, mate, it's Elliot. This is by far and away your best start to an FPL season for you. So what has changed since previous years? What have you done differently this year? Hey, mate, yeah, I think this season more than the last couple, I spent I spent more time actually selecting my team, going through the process of researching the forms, the fixtures, and I think that added motive of being quite a few mini-leagues prizes on the line, monthly prizes which have uh, motivated me to, to keep on top of my team as I said doing my research and it seems to be paying off pretty well in uh, one of my mini leagues we do do monthly prizes so I think that's been a, a motivation even if I'm not having a 
a good game week. I can always always pull it back the following month. In fact, my uh, my bench boost two weeks ago, which saw me win M- manager of the week in the FPL Addicts, I uh, wasn't originally planning to play that bench boost, but with the last one in November, or 15 points behind the, li- the behind the prizes for that month, so I just thought, you know what, I'll risk it, and yeah, it's turned out pretty well. Hey Tom, it's Aguri here. Pleasure to get you on the uh, podcast this week. Uh, I know you watch the podcast, uh, so have any of the uh, Guru tips been the reason for your uh, success? Ah, Matt. Yeah, I, uh, I've been following the podcast. I've been a big fan, yeah. Um, has been quite motivating when I've not had not had the best game week and I watch the podcast and see you lot have done worse than me, so that's always, um, always cheers me up sometimes. Um, I would love to be able to say that to give you the credit for my uh, my good start, but not exactly truthful if I do. Um, I do tend to have a good idea of my my transfers a couple of weeks in advance. So although a couple of a uh, couple of points you've made over the weeks have um, have made me rethink. Uh, it has it has been planned most of my most of my transfers really. Hey Tom, uh, Jack here. Um, just wanted to ask. As a, an average manager like myself, someone who's uh, trying to learn the game, you know, making it making his way up the ladder from the bottom to the top, how um, you know, what other strategies for success have you got? Have you got any pointers for any managers out there who don't know what they're doing? Unlike myself, ah, uh, Jack, I think in a nutshell, my best advice would be just to, uh, to copy my team going forward. I think no, no, I'm only messing. Uh, I think this season I said gone for a strategy of budget defenders and uh, premium midfielders, which seems to be. Seems to be working out pretty well with, as I said, a lot of my points coming from the likes of De Bruyne and Salah and Son. Um, I think this season, more than any as well, the um, set pieces have played quite a big part. So if I have been struggling on a pick, for example, if I've been um, choosing between Rashford or Bruno or like Sterling or De Bruyne, always gone for the um, always gone for the penalty taker. Obviously, VAR has been very controversial this season, so. It has won me a few few goals which might not have been otherwise, but yeah, I, I would suggest penalty takers are key so far this season. Uh, final bit of advice as well, I wouldn't be scared to take the minus four. It can uh, can all, can work out very well and could actually pay for itself and more doing that transfer. So obviously with the start of the season that you've had, you've got to be able to keep it up. Do you think you can do so? What are your hopes for the rest of the season? Yeah, it's always been a very solid start for myself, but uh, hopefully can keep it going. Uh, obviously got off to a flyer, and there's only realistically one way that uh, you can go from this from this peak. But no, hopefully I can uh, keep these good game weeks coming, and hopefully stay in that top five thousand overall. I think obviously the aim is to keep building up that ranking and get as high as possible. Uh, my main goal is probably to stay on top of all my mini leagues, win all those, try and win as many prizes as possible and obviously beating you four is going to be a bonus but hopefully I'll be able to do that come the end of the season. Also, like myself, I know that you're a massive Rovers fan so how do you think we'll go in the Championship for the rest of the season? And do you think we can go up? Uh, in relation to Rovers, Oli, I know you've been uh, following them religiously as have I. Um, Obviously got off to a, a pretty decent start, but I think that consistency in results just isn't there at the moment. But hopefully the, the attacking threat we've got can carry us to the playoffs and back to the Premier League where we belong. And hopefully we'll be uh, back in Ewood sooner rather than later.
Tom, mate, absolute pleasure to have you on and uh, all the best for the rest of the season. On to the draft section, and as you can see, the table on the screen, still buzzing with it, really, to be honest with you. I'm two wins clear of, uh, of Jack and three wins clear of Matt, so slowly the league, instead of dividing into two, it's kind of dividing into three with your... You know, obviously, we've got me and Jack up the top. We've got mid-table, probably down to about to about the Mac lads there, and it just sections off again. And, you know, we've got Elliot and Rolando just chilling, having their little tea party down the bottom of the league. But, um, obviously... My points difference isn't great, but um, top of the league still, so I'm not going to complain. In terms of results, I actually had a decent win over the Guru this week. Very, very decent. We don't mind it. I think it was our, what was it, the matches around we called it? You know, pretty tidy. Yeah. Pretty tidy. 23 points. El Clasico, well, <laughs> I've taken the win. I've taken the three points. Uh, David Statman Dave, 15-point win over Nathan. We had James Gaston beat Rolando by 12 points. And Elliot, I thought you were going to win for a second there. It would have been massive if you did. I thought that was going to be the, the biggest upset of the season, but Jack pulled through six-point win. Away, um, we're obviously similar as done to the table, but in terms of the game week 13 fixtures, I'm playing Jack. Why do I have Ooh. to play all the that's a massive game, you know? Big game, oh. big game, it's a massive game. I think have we, have we got um, have we played each other twice now, or is that or have we played each other once? Because I know I got that win yeah, over you the first time, um, the second, second time, time. Second, second, second time, right? There we go. Yeah. So, this is the difference. I remember you mentioning last week on the pod. You thought this was a big breakaway time for you. Um, but obviously, with that win, obviously, I've kept it up. And then, obviously, if we uh, make sure it happens this week, it's game on again. It's the biggest game of the season for for any team, really, this one. And I think, I know I'm a hog in the limelight a bit with these match of the rounds, but I think you've just got to be honest, got to be faithful and say, right, this is the biggest match of the season so far. And I think it's hard <laughs> to disagree, to be honest. Before, before we talk about that in depth, because I don't think we're going to even leave that one open for discussion. We've got the other three games going on in the league. We've got Matt hosting David. Nathan That's a big game. Orlando. That is a big game. It is a massive game, to be fair. We've got James and James and Elliot, which is turning into a little bit of a, a dead rubber, but maybe there might be something interesting to come out of that game. Who knows? But so, so now moving on to the match of the round in draft, it's obviously me and Jack. We're going to start first with Jack, um, Jack with your team. So obviously, Justin, you're absolutely loving him at the minute, obviously, in your draft team and your classic team. On the contrary to that, you've got Martinez on your bench in both, who's doing a fair bit. So you've got a tough choice in goal this week. Yeah, I'm thinking, um, obviously, my back line, uh, a couple of familiar faces, same, like, as you mentioned, Justin and Chilwell, both in my classic team. Um, the other left-backs uh, with uh, Reguilón and Cresswell uh, been performing well. Martinez has had a bit of a love-and-hate relationship with him this season, but I'm fancying him, obviously, this weekend instead of Schmeichel. Uh, sorry, this week, this game week instead of Schmeichel. Um, and then midfield is strong. I haven't actually changed my draft team around too much, uh, Lacazette obviously it's been a bit inconsistent this season so and then I've got Martial on my bench uh, which is a bit annoying um, and then obviously Tellers isn't um, it's a bit in and out now with Shaw back not too sure if uh, Shaw's actually maybe doubtful for this week he didn't look, it looked like he picked up a knock against City but he might be alright but yeah strong team uh, still looking good in there War Prowl has been solid Bowen's been good um, I think it's the guru you're a bit of a fan of Bowen as well aren't you Um yeah. And then Zaha and Grealish have been great as well. So, good team. I'd be worried if I was you. Well, I mean, to be fair, yeah, of course you would say that. I mean, I'm, I was expecting that sort of response, but it's you know the battle, battle of the relegation threatened strikers, isn't it, at the moment? Obviously, you've got um, Lacazette and I've got uh, Reed, Bobby Reed, who's there as well. But in terms of my team from last week, Jan Bednarek, brilliant 12-point haul. So, that was, you know, quite a nice clean sheet. And an assist and bonus points, which is nice. Obviously, we talked a little bit off air about 
Mateus Click from Leeds, who I really liked in the championship season for Leeds when he played Rovers. He was, you know, really good for Leeds. I think he scored in uh, the last two seasons that they played at Ewood. So I brought him in a little while ago and he contributed. Matt was fuming. He said he'd given up with draft after that one went in. Obviously, the retake and penalty. So we were loving that over at uh, uh, Ollie HQ. So obviously, Reed as well got really, really lucky because Lucas Moore didn't play. I had Lucas Moore starting and had the auto sub. It was absolutely crucial for me. So Bobby D. Cordova Reed, nine points. Obviously, Calvert Lewin, he's been brilliant for me in classic and draft all season. Wambasaka clean sheet. Uh, even for Farner clean sheet. So I'm really happy with my team at the minute. So I think, obviously, I'm saying that I'm going to win and you're saying that you should be scared. So something's really got to give. And I think if I win and pull clear, it's looking a bit rosy for me at the top. But if you win, it closes that gap and makes it a bit more interesting for those watching and listening at home. But in terms of the panel, we've got no Statman Dave with us this evening, which is a bit frustrating, so we can't get his view. Um, obviously, Jack, we've heard what you think. You think you're obviously going to win. I think I'm going to win. So we'll go to Elliot first. That you know, Not quite the draft expert. It's more like, the draft Sheffield United at this point, but uh, have you got a verdict on which way you think this one will go? I was going to say I fancied you this week, mate, but I'm not too sure about that one now, but <laughs> I think you've got what De Bruyne and Mares. I think, I think you'll win this week. I think what they've got West Brom. So probably speaks for itself. Wan Masaka, as Matt was saying before, you expect a clean sheet from that. So I'll back you in this week, to be honest, mate. Class, mate. We love to see it. We do love to see it. So hopefully that's a bit of a, bit of a deal breaker with uh, the Manchester City assets. Obviously, West Brom, they're not the greatest side in the league, but uh, we'll have to see. Matt, are you going to uh, go with a majority vote or are you going to square the ledger with a 2 2? Have you brought anyone in? Not at the moment, I haven't, but that okay. obviously could change. What's your bench? Uh, my bench at the minute is Lucas Mora, Neil Mope, and Castagna, who's out injured, but I want to keep hold of. Oh, mate, those Man City players could really win it for you. Yeah, that's a tough one. Jack's got a Jack's got a good balance to his team though as well. Mine's got more um, of a spreader. All your eggs are yeah, one basket. Yeah, I'm like I'm liking his defense. I'm going. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to back you this week, Ollie. Just with the just with the fixtures, I actually do like Jack's team overall squad a lot more. Like his bench and his lineup. But if I'm talking game week 13, I've got to back you for those home games. There's too many home games in there for you. I think there is a lot. I think fixtures have worked really well for me this week, but it should be a very, very interesting game. We'll have to see how it goes. And if I can pull three wins clear, you know, it's looking good for the rest of the season. Obviously, the league isn't over. I obviously said last week that I think I'd win the league if I beat Matt. I did. I think this is a bigger fixture. No disrespect to the guru himself, but I think this is a massive fixture that could shape the way this draft season goes. Um, maybe I might be lifting the Papa John's FPL trophy by the end of the season, but who knows? We'll have to actually sort out a trophy for the winner. I um, know, obviously, when I'm at the top, I'm saying that, but Maybe it might be something we could do. Who knows? But that's a conversation for another day. And that will end another podcast. So obviously another brilliant podcast should be a shorter one. And we'll be back on Thursday with some more FPL news to review this game week and to preview the next one. But just before we go, Elliot, mate, obviously you're flying in classic. Maybe not so much in draft, but are you looking forward to the first midweek fixtures of the season? I am. I think it's going to be quite interesting to see which players get rotated in and out and who gets minutes probably for the, the first time, especially for the lower um, the lower sides in the competition that haven't had the Champions League and Europa League midweek. So I think it's going to be interesting, but yeah, I can't wait for it, mate. Should be a lot of fun. We'll reiterate the deadline, 3.30 Melbourne time in the morning on Wednesday morning. So don't miss it. Now, we've that's the third time I've mentioned it. So if you miss it now, you're actually a donut. You're actually a donut. So get your deadline in, get your teams in, get yourself sorted because you do not want to miss the midweek fun that we're about to have. Like we said, we'll be back at usual time for the podcast 
um, to be released, obviously, to preview the next game week and to review this one. But that's us for now. Take care, have a good one, and we'll see you for the next episode. Cheers.